Yankees finally win a series. The drought ends. They win three out of four at Detroit. The Yankees had not won a series since they swept the Kansas City Royals uh, back in July. So this was the Yankees, you know, only they did win a series in August. So if they had not done that, they would have went the whole month with no series wins. I was hoping for that. Um, You know, I've been rooting for the Yankees to lose. Uh, We will talk about what I am excited for, though. Um, as I had just discussed in a, in a, in a video that will come out uh, shortly about the promotion of Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells. But Yankees do go to Detroit, and they do take three out of four. They win the first three, and they lose the last game of the series. So they had a chance for the four-game sweep. They don't get it. But they uh, get the monkey off their back, I guess. And now they uh, sit at 65 and 69. We'll talk about some good things that happened in this series. This was the first... Uh, time the Yankees face the Tigers this season. They will face them again, actually, next week uh, at Yankee Stadium. This was the middle of a road trip where they had just lost two of three to to the Tampa Bay Rays, and now they will go to take on the Houston Astros in what is a very important series for the Astros in a uh, three-team race in the AL West. But Yankees versus Tigers, fairly uneventful. Um, Trying to think if there's any housekeeping items to discuss. Uh, Nothing that comes to mind... I guess just right at the top, again, um, I discussed it in more detail just now. Um, Harrison Bader was claimed off waivers by the Cincinnati Reds. Um, And, you know, look, Bader had been struggling a lot lately. And I know there was talks about him at the trade deadline that, you know, didn't come to fruition. Uh, I think if they could have done it all over again, they would have traded him, Bader being a free agent at the end of the season. And, you know, Bader for Montgomery was a trade that happened, uh, you know, a little over a year ago. And, you know, Bader was a, just fantastic in the 2022 postseason. And, you know, I, I think he brought a really nice energy to the team. Injury prone. I actually didn't mention that. I, I don't think I mentioned it uh you know, in the actual Bader episode, but, you know, injury prone for sure. And that kind of slowed him down. And, you know, he, he got off to a good start. And I I guess I'd say after that second injury, I guess the one that happened in Seattle, you know, really never found his groove. And so the numbers end up looking pretty ugly for Bader, but that's not really the point here. Like, I think if if circumstances were different, of course he would have finished the season out with the Yanks, but this gives him an opportunity, uh, you know, to be in the playoff race with the Cincinnati Reds. It's a division that he's used to having been uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals for a long time. So, you know, could there be a revisiting between the Yankees and Bader uh, in the offseason? Maybe. I, I would say probably not. I think this is probably it for him as, as a New York Yankee, but uh, it, it was awkward because, you know, it came out that he was placed on waivers um, before game two, and, and it came out that he found out watching ESPN. Brian Cashman didn't have the courtesy to let him know first. He found out, again, by wa- by watching TV. Uh, and so Bader actually did play in game two and three, and then right before game four, you know, we, we found out that he was claimed by the Reds. And with that as well... Part of the reason why Bader was placed on waivers is because Jason Dominguez will be getting the call with rosters expanding tomorrow uh, with the start of the Astros series. Dominguez, the Martian, is landing uh, in Houston. He will be making his uh, MLB debut as well as Austin Wells. So uh, Dominguez, only 20 years old, will be making his debut. Austin Wells, 24 years old, the former first-round pick in 2020 of the Yanks, the catcher, will also be making his debut. So there is a full-on youth movement 
And that's what September is going to be about. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about the development. And hopefully some of these kids can can perform. Look, I mean, it's been early, but, you know, it's been struggles for Pereira and Peraza. But to be fair, Anthony Volpe is, is someone who we'll talk about in a positive way where he... Look, I was calling for him to be sent down. Now, at that time, the Yankees had playoff aspirations. Times have changed, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought Volpe should be sent down. He he was not performing well, um, but he's now uh, the first uh, Yankee rookie in history, in their history, to go 20-plus uh, homers, 20-plus steals, and there's still a month to go, and he's the 15th rookie in MLB history to achieve that feat. So uh, congrats to Anthony Volpe, and like it just shows you you got to be patient. And it's good to get major league reps. And so hopefully these kids, they'll get the playing time. Um, and so you got to look forward to that, uh, especially Dominguez and to a lesser extent, Wells. I think that, you know, we'll see how that feels. I mean, I know I don't think it's going to feel as good as 16. I mean, 2016 just had a really good feeling to it. Um, and it's kind of ironic because Aaron Judge like was not. Yes, he had that moment where he homered in his first at bat after Tyler Austin homered in the at bat before him. But for Aaron Judge, he was, I mean, it was Gary Sanchez, like, specifically, who was just great. And so we'll, we'll see how it feels, right? A month from now, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. I, I'm not expecting it to be like that, but it would be kind of awesome to get that. So, Yankees-Tigers, four-game set. Detroit, you know, who, who had been really, you know, I, like, they're, they're not very, offensively, they're not very good at all. They got some decent pitching. And, you know, offensively, it's been a struggle, and that was very true in this series. And, you know, they were, like, kind of, like, on the periphery of being in the AL Central race only because the AL Central is bad. And so, you know, the Twins are atop the division. And so the Tigers, like, they never were really fully in it, but they were never that far away. But, you know, like I had said, they got blasted by the Astros, like, that last game. And, and you know, <laughs> kind of that deflating feeling felt like it kind of carried into this series. Uh, so Luis Severino, got to give him credit. He was really good. I mean, so that Nationals game last week, I kind of thought it was like smoke and mirrors. This wasn't. Seve, seven innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, and eight strikeouts. Like, it was kind of vintage Seve. I understand the opponent wasn't great, but that didn't really seem to matter. Um, although I do acknowledge that Seve, you know, I'm sure, like, this weekend versus the Astros, like, how will that go, right? That, that'll that be, t- like, a true, true test. But still, like, Severino was really, really good. I would say this was probably his best start of the season, including the first two versus the Reds and Padres. I think this was his best one. And that, and that's probably a, pro- a pretty obvious statement. But uh, Sevy was was really good. Um, you know, Harrison Bader didn't start in this one. So Isaiah Conner-Falefa got run in center field uh, a, a few times in this series. Uh, so this this lineup here is kind of one that we had seen. Oswaldo Cabrera uh, started at third base, and he shouldn't be forgotten in this discussion. So Oswaldo, he's actually looked not terrible lately. Uh, the season numbers are ugly, but I think Oswaldo, it, to be fair to him, he should get playing time as well. I don't know how they'll fit them all in, because there's a lot of kids up right now, but I think Oswaldo deserves that chance. And so he played and Peraza sat. So actually, Peraza did sit. Uh, at least to start the games in two out of the four games. So look, I mean, it, it appears like like whereas Pereira has been getting like straight playing time, Peraza a little bit, not so much. Um, and 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 part of that is to get as Waldo in there. So Severino versus Reese Olson. So 
Again, uh, the Yankee offense, like, they hit home runs in the series. I, I can't really debate that. But again, like, offensively, still a lot to be desired there. Uh, and Reese Olsen, I think he struck out the first, I think it was the first eight bad, the first eight outs by Reese Olsen, I think, were strikeouts. Let me just confirm that real quick. But I I'm pretty sure that was the case. Yeah, the first eight outs were strikeouts by Reese Olsen. Uh, he didn't go far because he threw so many pitches. He only ended up going four and a third innings uh, and, you know, had four walks, 10 strikeouts. But again, just like thought that was just kind of classic Yanks. Um, even though, again, it's kind of funny that they're only like in the middle of the pack and strikeouts in the league. So just goes to show you the state of baseball. But the Yankees, this was a scoreless game through four innings. Again, Sevy versus Olsen, a couple of right-handers. And then let's jump to the fifth. The Yankees take the lead. A one-out walk by Aaron Judge. And then a two, and then a, and an RBI double by Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres really shined offensively in the series. Not defensively. Got to make that clear. Not defensively, but offensively was really, really good. And and it ends what was a great August for Glaber. And it's kind of ironic. Last, last year in August, he was really bad. And, and, and if you took that August out... The numbers would have looked a lot better for Glaber last year, but this August, um, let's see. I, I got to think this was his best month. Oh yeah, by far. Three. He had a three twenty seven batting average and an over one uh, OPS, one point zero zero eight OPS for Glaber. So, yeah, like a very impressive offensive month for Torres, and he was really a, a main catalyst in this series. RBI double for Glaber gives the Yanks a one nothing lead, uh, and that would be all for uh, Reese Olson. Let's jump to bottom of the sixth. Sevy gets into some trouble. There was a one-out triple by uh, Zach McKinstry where Connor Falefa kind of struggled on this play. He did make a nice play early in the game, to be fair to him. And then uh, Riley Green grounds out a nice little play by Volpe and a good scoop by Higashioka to tag McKinstry out at home. So that was a missed opportunity by the Tigers. The score remains 1-0. And then Bo Brisky comes on in the seventh and with two out Aaron Judge homers. Uh, his 29th homer of the season makes it 2-0. So Judge, who I would say struggles still continue. I mean, we'll go through it. I, I it, You know, he didn't start the fourth game of the series. And like, as it should be, Judge had been playing a lot. Uh, you know, they really should not be playing him as much as they have been, especially with the kids coming up. I hope that they give him some breathers. But again, Judge uh, makes it 2 nothing with that homer. And then Glaber follows him up. So back-to-back -back homers. And it wasn't the first, it wasn't the last time we'd see back-to-back -back homers from the Yanks in this series where Glaber was involved. Glaber hits his 21st homer of the year, makes it 3 nothing Yankees. Let's jump to the 8th. Um... You get a two-out RBI single by Oswaldo Cabrera. Like I said, he had a nice all-around game, and you know he's been looking. He's been doing some things lately. Makes it four nothing Yankees in the eighth. Uh, you get Harrison Bader coming in as a defensive replacement for Connor Falefa. Loizaga gets a one-two-three inning again. Jonathan Loizaga has been sensational since uh, returning from the injured list. And then in the bottom of the ninth, uh, Clay Holmes with some struggles. So you know for Clay. Although he, you know, he pitched in three of the four games in this series, one, two, and four, and he did look good in four, but in one and two there were some struggles. He gives up a leadoff homer to Akil Badu, so the shutout goes away. Yankees have a four-one lead. Then he gives up a single to Torkelson, but then he gets a double play and a strikeout, and that ends it. So the Yankees win four-one. They take the first game of the four-game set. Game two would be um, a battle between uh, the lefty Tariq Skubal. 
and right-hander Michael King. Now, Michael King, this was an encouraging start as well. He goes four innings, allows three hits, no one runs, no walks, and five strikeouts. So Michael King, like, they're trying to build him up to be a starter. And he will start the third game of this Astros series. So that's happening, and I'm happy about it. Like, let Michael King get some starting reps and see what is possible heading into next season. As far as the lineup concern, as Waldo back to the bench, and, yeah, everything else is, you know, kind of your normal Yankee lineup. Anthony Volpe moves up to the fifth spot, and we would even see we would even see him move up to the number three spot in the lineup um, in that fourth game with Judge out. And I would expect with the kids coming up, I think Volpe is going to be, you know, towards the top of that order. Certainly no worse than fifth, maybe sixth. But the days of him batting, like, kind of eighth and ninth, I think that we're not going to see that really much anymore. Um, so, yeah, game two, Michael King pitched really well. And then Johnny Brito came in and also did a nice job in relief, too. And, and Johnny Brito is going to be one to look at as well, right? I mean, young pitcher, um, you know, hoping to, you know, show the Yankees that he belongs next season. And Tariq Skubal pitched pretty well. Uh, six innings, four hits, only two earned runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. But he gave up a couple of homers. And in the first inning, it was Glaber Torres. Again, Glaber was really the main guy for the Yanks offensively. He hits his 22nd homer of the season, gives the Yankees a 1-0 lead. The score would stay 1-0. Um, let's see here. In the third, you, you actually get an error by Harrison Bader, and I kind of felt bad. You know, I think Bader, it, it had to have been tough mentally. He kind of took his eye off the ball on a, on a single, and so it made um, a situation that would have been first and second, second and third with one out, but Michael King is able to get out of that. Third inning jam keeps the score 1-0. And then in the fifth with two out, Kaligashi Homer is his 10th homer of the season. And it's funny, you know, Higgy's been getting a lot of playing time. Well, you know what? Actually, it's not really that true. You know, Trevino being out, Higgy's played maybe a little bit more than he had. But Higgy, I think he might lose some playing time. And I think that Higgy, in terms of moving forward, like, I don't know, like, how much longer he will be a Yankee. His situation's kind of interesting. But Higgy, uh, you know, has done a nice job offensively, you know. Um, so, yeah, hits his 10th homer of the season. Makes it 2 nothing Yankees. And then in the sixth, it would be a pass ball that scores a run. So with two out, it had been, what was it? Um, bases loaded, two out. And with Bader up, pass ball by Carson Kelly and Judge scores makes it 3 nothing. Uh, let's go to the... Uh, the bottom of the eighth, Johnny Brito's replaced. So Brito did a nice job. You know, like I said, Brito pitched the fifth, sixth, seventh, and part of the eighth. And then Wandy Peralta comes on and gets Riley Green to line out to Glaber. Uh, and they double off Badu at first. So the score remains 3-0 going to the ninth. And then Anthony Volpe homers. His 19th homer of the season for Volpe makes it 4-0 Yankees. And then the bottom of the ninth, Clay Holmes runs into some problems. A leadoff walk to Spencer Torkelson, and then with two out, a double by Zach McKinstry, then a two-out single for Parker Meadows before he gets Javier Baez to strike out. So to me, game one and two, very similar. Game two, the Yankees win 4-2. Game three, Garrett Cole on the mound. And, to, and right now for me, he's still the front runner for Cy Young, but like with a month to go, it's far from a lock. Far from a lock. Um, but I think right now he's probably the odds on favorite and it was another solid outing for Cole. He ends up going six innings. He gives up two runs, he, you know, four hits, seven strikeouts, a couple of homers, 
but the ERA is still below three at 2.95. And in game three, um, you know, Rortved, of course, catches Garrett Cole. That's been a thing. And then other than that, yeah, other than that, like the lineup pretty much the same. This would be Harrison Bader's last game as a New York Yankee. Um, and so, yeah, first inning. The, and, and I was wrong. I thought that it would be Matt, when I previewed this series, I thought it would be Matt Manning in Game 3 and, and Eduardo Rodriguez in Game 4. What they did was they kind of went with a bit of a bullpen game in Game 3, and it didn't really serve the, excuse me, the Tigers well, as they had the opener, the right-hander, um, Brendan White was the opener, and then the bulk guy was the lefty, uh, Joey Wentz. This did not really work out for the Tigers, and Matt Manning did pitch game four, so the Yankees did not see Eduardo Rodriguez. But the first inning, it's a two-out rally for the Yankees. You get a walk by Glaber, he steals second, then uh, Giancarlo Stanton with an RBI single gives the Yankees a one nothing lead, then a hit by pitch to Anthony Volpe, a single by Harrison Bader, and with the bases loaded, Everson Pereira is hit by a pitch. So, a uh, pretty ugly inning from Brendan White after it looked like it was going to be an easy one. And so Joey Wentz, the lefty, comes on to finish out the inning. He gets Oswald Peraza to pop out. So the Yankees have a 2-0 lead. In the second, DJ LeMayu did cool off in the series after I had said he really was heating up. But here, he does hit a homer. Um, one of his two hits I think he had in the series. Maybe he had three, but I think it was just two. Uh, LeMayu, his 13th homer of the season, gives the Yankees a 3-0 lead. And then in the third, the Yankees take a 4-0 lead. Volpe doubles and um, steals third. So that um, leads to a Harrison Bader strikeout. And then Everson Pereira gets an RBI single. The infield was drawn in. And because the infield was in, it allowed Pereira to hit a single uh, through the hole. And it gives the Yankees a 4-0 lead. Then in the third, and, and also I should mention, Pereira gets his first stolen base um, of his career. Then in the third inning, Jake Rogers hits an opposite field homer. His 16th homer of the year. Wow, I did not realize that Rogers had that many homers. Uh, he homers off a call, makes it 4-1. And then in, in the top of the fourth, Yankees go back-to-back -back with two out. Glaber Torres hits his 23rd homer of the season, gives the Yanks a 5-1 lead. Uh, and then Giancarlo Stanton follows him up with his 20th homer of the season, gives the Yankees... Uh, a 6-1 lead. So back-to-back, -back, again, we saw it earlier in the series with Judge and Torres. Now it's here with Torres and Stanton. Yankees take a 6-1 lead. They wouldn't score the rest of the game. But, uh, you know, with Garrett Cole on the mound, that was totally fine. Cole do does give up a homer to Spencer Torkelson in the sixth inning. His 24th homer of the year makes it 6-2. And then from there, Ian Hamilton finished it out. And Hamilton, who kind of had an unlucky game versus the Rays on Sunday, uh, has really been really good. Hamilton ends up uh, getting the three-inning save. He goes three innings, allows no hits, gives up one walk and five strikeouts. So really nice job by Ian Hamilton. And uh, that makes it 6-2. So we go to game four. Yankees looking for the four-game sweep. They were unsuccessful in doing so. This kind of looked like a classic sort of Yankee like no-show where they get shut out and, and only get like two hits. It almost happened. But then things did get interesting in the ninth. We'll talk about this. This game did go into extra innings. And so what ends up happening is sort of your classic Yankee walk-off loss, uh, which has been a thing for this team. So uh, Clark Schmidt, not great today. So Clark Schmidt, who has been really good lately, besides that one brave start, Clark has been good. But today, you know, through four innings was, you know, did the job. But in the fifth, things kind of unraveled. And the final line ends up not looking so good for Clark. And... So, um, Schmidt faces Matt Manning. Like I said, Matt Manning pitched really, really well. Uh, six innings of scoreless ball. Um, 
And for the Yankees, uh, you know, the Yankees found out about Harrison Bader um, being claimed by the Reds. So that meant that he was not available off the bench. So the Yankees were one player short in this game. And, um, you know, we saw a lot of the Yankee bullpen and we saw the, the full Yankee bench actually come in as well. So let's just jump straight to the fifth inning. Zach Short, and again, this was a scoreless game. Uh, Zach Short, it's a solo homer, gives the Tigers a 1-0 lead. Then Carson Kelly walks. Then Zach McKinstry, it's a ground ball that should have been a double play, but Glaber bobbles it. So a theme in this game was really poor defense by Glaber Torres. Uh, that really kind of lost the Yankees the game. Then you get an RBI single by Riley Green, makes it 2-0. Then Andy Abanez singles on a play. I guess a kind of an unlucky play for Glaber. He see he, you know, it wasn't an error. He stopped it. And then Volpe was kind of out of position. Either way, Aaron Boone comes out, but he keeps Clarkschmidt in. Keenan Middleton was ready to come in, but Boone said, hey, go back, you know, go back to the bullpen. Then Torkelson pops out, and then Kerry Carpenter with two ats gets the RBI single. Kerry Carpenter, a, a very impressive young player for the Tigers, makes it 3 uh, 0. Clark Schmidt's day is done. Keenan Middleton comes on and gets Miguel Cabrera to ground out. Uh, so the uh, Tigers are up 3 0 at this point at the end of five innings. Let's go to the. Let's see. Let's go to the seven. Tommy Canley replaces Keenan Middleton after Middleton went one and two, uh, one in the third innings. Pitch. Uh, Canley uh, has a scoreless inning in the seventh. Um, and, and, you know, the Yankees were down three nothing at this point. Then, um, I guess I should mention, yeah, Jake Bowers, who hasn't really started much at all lately, did start in right field today. Did make a nice catch in right, although I think he kind of got lucky. Um, you know, Bowers, uh, it, it, you know, I think a normal right fielder doesn't make it look that tough, but that's here nor there. Uh, Oswald Peraza does pinch it for Jake Bowers in the eighth inning. Um, and flies out against the lefty Tyler Holton. Bottom of the eighth, Albert Abreu gets into some trouble. And, you know, the Tigers really could have totally sealed it. And at the time, you know, you kind of felt like the Yankees were going to lose anyway, but Abreu ends up getting out of it. It was a basis sort of one-out situation where McKinstry strikes out and Riley Green. So the, the score remains 2-0. Tigers closer Alex Lang comes on, and then Oswaldo Cabrera with a nice job. He lays down a bunt, and he reaches on, a, on an infield bunt single. Uh, of course, it's infield. A bunt single for Oswaldo Cabrera. Uh, and then Kegashioka strikes out. LeMahieu gets a pretty lucky dunk single. And then Glaber Torres hits the ball hard. Zach Short makes a nice play. But because he bobbles it, they only get the out at seconds. So if he makes the play fully cleanly, they would have gotten Glaber out. The game would have been over. The game extends, and Anthony Volpe hits a three-run shot. Uh, his 20th homer of the season, a game-tying three-run homer with two out in the ninth. So Volpe, has, he has a flair for the dramatic. He's had some big homers this season for the Yanks. Uh, and so that ties it up. Opposite field homer makes it 3-3. Anthony Volpe, like I said, first um, Yankee rookie with a 20-plus homer, 20-plus steal season with still a month to go and the 15th player in Major League Baseball history, uh, history as a rookie to do so. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Clay Holmes comes on and look good. Clay Holmes, uh, a one-two-three inning with a couple of strikeouts. We go to the tenth, and Bo Brisky comes on, and Aaron Judge pinch hits for Brisky. And it was interesting that they didn't pitch around him, especially because Judge homered off of Brisky earlier in the series. But they pitch to him, and Judge doesn't get the job done. He hits a ground, he grounds out. So Aaron Judge's batting average, and again, I feel bad. He's playing clearly hurt, but his batting average is down to the low two sixties, which we don't normally see from Judge. Uh, and so Judge grounds out, Peraza lines out hard to left, and then Pereira strikes out. So the Yankees don't score. When you don't score in the top half of an inning, like I always say, makes it pretty difficult in the bottom half. Um, Miguel Cabrera grounds out, so a good start for Jonathan Loisga, who comes on. They intentionally walk Parker Meadows, which makes sense in many, many ways. And then Loisga gets what could have been an inning-ending double play. 
Loisiga throws it to Glaber, but Glaber just kind of, the exchange is not great from glove to hand, and he just airmails it, and it allows the runner, Carpenter, to score from second. So what could have maybe been a double play, it ends up being game over. And the Yankees challenged it to see whether Parker Meadows, the slide was you know not clean. It was a normal slide. It was, to me, it was normal. And Glaber's got to kind of get out of the way there. And Glaber just kind of loses it and sort of an ugly defensive day for Glaber. And that's kind of what you get. With Glaber, you get situations like this. He's been, again, offensively, I think his OPS at this point, it, it, it did reach above 800 at one point. It's at 798 now. But, uh, like, it, you know, just that's a good sign. And his batting average is 270. But, again, defensively, there are issues there. So the Yankees do... Uh, win the series, they do lose the final game, they take three or four, they end their series uh, winless drought, and now they'll head to face uh, the Astros for a three-game set. Uh, the first time they'll be facing Houston since the play- uh, at Houston since the playoffs last, ge- last season. The pitching matchups will be as follows. Col- Carlos Rodon uh, against uh, Justin Verlander, which will be, you know, <laughs> Verlander always does well versus the Yankees. We're, like, just the, the final line always seems to end up being good, at least in his Astro days. Um, and, and actually, the Mets as well uh, this season, too. So, and Rodon will look to, uh, you know, he had, a, he had, you know, he's been better lately, but I'm still skeptical. And we know he struggled versus the Astros, um, you know, I guess, what was it, a few weeks ago, earlier in the in the month. So this will be a good test for him. Game two, it'll be actually a rematch of one of the matchups that we saw at Yankee Stadium. Uh, the game two matchup at Yankee Stadium. Game two here, Luis Severino versus Hunter Brown. So that game went to the Astros after Seve struggled early, and it allowed Brown to settle in. Uh, Hunter Brown is a young, you know, pitcher for the Astros, and his numbers aren't great, but I think that, you know, We'll see. Uh, he's hittable, but then game three, Michael King, uh, a, a, a good test as well. I keep on saying that, but like this will be because in the Astros, they have a lot to play for, a lot to play for with that AL West up for grabs. And that'll be Sunday night baseball. Michael King versus Christian Javier, who's had a really, really bad season. Um, don't let the record fool you. He's nine and two, but he's really struggled. And the Yankees actually did kind of get to him. And this is someone that Christian Javier has last year had the Yankees numbers so much. So what gives? Will it be Javier versus the Yankees or will it be Javier of 2023? Last start, it was more Javier of 2023. And we will get to see the debut of Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells. So kind of a new era beginning for the Yankees, but you know, you're hoping that the end of 2023 could be like the end of 2016. I don't know if it'll go that way, honestly. I, I don't, like, foresee it like that. But still, um, specifically Dominguez, like, did not think it would happen this soon. But here he will be. Um, you know, the Martian is here. And the 20-year-old will make his Yankee debut. But again, uh, the, the road trip will end in Houston. But before that, they uh, took two of, uh, they, sorry, they took three of four against the Detroit Tigers, their first series win since July when they swept the Kansas City Royals.